Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 27th day of October in the year of our Lord, 2023. And today I return to the Castle Report. After three weeks away, I find the world in danger. With the United States right in the middle of the danger, of course, I will be talking about the classic mistake of war and how the United States seems hell-bent on making it as the country rushes toward an out-of-control catastrophe. The classic mistake of war is opening two fronts without the resources to fight them. That was the mistake of Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany, whose name is almost synonymous with the mistake that Kaiser went to war against Russia and the French and English alliance at the same time, and the result of his mistake was the destruction of Germany, which led eventually to a second world war. It is World War I I'm talking about, but as a wise man once said, if you don't learn from history, you are doomed to repeat it. The Kaiser's war could possibly have been contained until England mobilized and declared war, but once that happened, it became a world war resulting in the deaths of over 70 million people. The United States today is on the verge of making the classic mistake of the Kaiser. A war in the Middle East might be contained unless the United States enters actual combat, but then the chances of it spinning out of control and going global are too great to contemplate. In the example of the United States today, President Biden is perhaps on the verge of exceeding the Kaiser in hubris and dumb reasoning. He went to Israel last week to meet with their prime minister and their war cabinet. Afterwards, he made a speech, which was carried on television around the world. The speech contained a lot of untrue things, but it revealed a plan that indicated that someone up there, someone in Washington, is frightfully ignorant or worse, homicidal. President Biden seems to think that the United States can and will fight and fund three wars on three different corners of the planet at the same time, the war against Russia and Ukraine, the war of Israel against God only knows how many others, and the United States against China over Taiwan all at the same time. It is an insane plan. <clears throat> if only from an economic standpoint, Washington is currently approaching $34 trillion in debt, the long-term consequences of which not many seem to be thinking about. The business shows on television or what passes for television these days have many people they present to us as experts who are repeatedly saying that the Fed is losing or has lost control of the economy, especially regarding inflation. I've already talked about the many economic troubles of the American working people, how no one seems to care even a little bit about them. The president goes to Congress asked for more than $100 billion additional dollars to fund wars on two fronts in Ukraine and Gaza. He makes promises as if he thinks there's no end to the largesse, which he can fund the world's death machines. I realize that when he says he's going to give $2 billion to Israel or Ukraine, for example, he is really giving it to the American arms manufacturers, who then use part of it to fund politicians who will give them even more money. That's how cynical it's all become, but this time it seems to be far more dangerous than simply using Ukraine as a proxy to fight Russia. My point is that even if the United States had the military capability to fulfill the promises, which is doubtful, the money has failed. It's failed as it did at the time of Joseph, as recorded in the book of Genesis 47 
verse 15, the money has failed. American weapon stockpiles are dangerously low right now due to the constant supply of weapons to Ukraine in an effort to defeat the Russian army. The effort in Ukraine has taken about 500,000 lives, has ruined the infrastructure of the entire country. Apparently, no one in command authority in this country has ever experienced direct war, meaning you're under direct attack from falling missiles, rockets, bombs. Somehow that catastrophe is always falling on others, but not on them. This time, thanks to a completely open border, millions of terrorists and potential terrorists live among us so that it could come home to us. Israel was subjected to a brutal terrorist attack, and as the president said, Israel has a right to defend itself. Israel defending itself is not what I'm talking about. It is instead the intervention of the United States to defend Israel. So Hamas initiated this conflict and is at fault. But why is that a problem for the United States? The leadership in Washington, as usual, seems intent on turning a regional conflict into a potential world war. As it did in Ukraine, the United States has Israel's back. We have their back, they tell us. No matter how it chooses to defend itself, no matter how many bombs Israel drops, the United States is always there to send them more. It stands to reason, then, that Israel's actions taken in self-defense are far more aggressive than if it had no superpower at its back. Statements made by American politicians would lead me to believe that the United States would back Israel no matter what it did. No matter how aggressive its self-defense, it seems to me that Hamas leadership could be killed in some fashion that did not involve the United States in a world war. Leaders often refer to countries as we through propaganda. Even the people buy into it. We did this. They did that. But remember, wars are started by rulers, not whole populations. The typical person in any typical country wants no part of the ruler's wars. The collectivist method of blaming whole populations for what rulers do is an old gimmick for convincing us to murder each other in large numbers. Invading Gaza with its two million people will serve to notch up the conflict and bring in others who hate Jews as much or more than the Palestinians do. I know that Hamas exists to kill Jews, as their leaders publicly state. They want to kill as many Jews as possible so the world can be forced to bend its knee and accept Islam, most of the non-Muslim world can see that the desire is insane, not achievable. So perhaps Hamas could be handled the way the Olympic assassins were handled back in 1972. I'm just warning you to be careful, folks. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm warning you to be careful. Or the news people will have you hating each other, hating people you've never even met. Whether or not the U.S. has the military ability to fight and win a big war, should be irrelevant in this case, but unfortunately it is not. The U.S. has no massive army any longer. That can move around the planet at will to garrison its bases of hegemony. The army has been bled down to about 450,000 troops by recruiting problems related to woke policies as well as education and medical disqualifications of the possible soldiers to draw from. Therefore, it cannot move fifty to 100,000 people from one theater to another without difficulty. In response to this reality, the Army relies on the training and the ability of special forces units which can operate 
in smaller groups. The coming theater-wide war will be more of a peer-to-peer conflict, which requires being able to deploy mass forces and, of course, results in mass casualties. I suppose the propaganda will be to tell the mothers, the wives, daughters, sisters, etc., that their loved ones died protecting their freedom. That's so maniacal, it's almost demonic. No, no, it is demonic. And we, the people, should not permit it to happen any longer. Just think about what you're doing and really contemplate whether it is a good idea to go to war with Iran, which should, would certainly involve Turkey, a NATO member, and most likely Russia, probably others as well. U.S. leadership already talking about direct U.S. intervention in Gaza, which would be absolute madness. There are rumors that U.S. Special Forces have operated there in Gaza to recon and look for American hostages. That is complete insanity, folks. It shows that the people in charge of this country have no regard for Americans or their lives. Gaza is reportedly extremely well defended with mines, booby traps, etc. If you get through all that, it is a dense urban environment, which is the most difficult type of combat with the most likelihood of high casualties. In other words... According to some released hostages, the Hamas fighters and their weapons are in hardened underground bunkers. It's all even more tragic because it's not our fight, not our war. Hezbollah in Lebanon reportedly has thousands of extremely accurate missiles sent to them from Iran for just such a purpose. These missiles could target U.S. forces in Gaza, Syria, other places, the U.S. Navy in the Med, as well as Israeli cities in the population. There is no real defense against these missiles if they are launched in mass numbers called swarming attacks. In other words, missile defense systems can shoot down one, two, perhaps a dozen missiles. But what about a thousand or 10,000? I saw where the most, most lethal of U.S. senators, Lindsey Graham, said that if Hezbollah launched missiles, he would not ask for a declaration of war against Iran, but he would seek a resolution to allow the president to make war without a declaration. He called his resolution a resolution to use military force. These bloodthirsty lunatics are just too much to contemplate without getting a case of severe depression. So dominoes would fall, but where? In what direction? Some of it's pure speculation, but we also have what the players in each country Each non-state organization have said the media in America is treating this coming conflict as just another battle, although a bad one, between Israel and Hamas, which would soon pass like all the others. If one listens to what each of the potential opponents say, then it will be far worse than that. The Hamas attack was so vicious, so egregious, that Israel sees itself as having no choice but to do something that will likely provoke a region-wide war It's almost as if both sides want it that way. They wanted it that way from the beginning. Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu has warned that every member of Hamas is a dead man. That undoubtedly involves an invasion of Gaza, and in response, Hezbollah said it would open a second front against northern Israel and its forces in Gaza. Hezbollah is a client of Iran. And supplied by Iran, U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham once again said that in response he would seek a military response against Iran. I don't see how Russia could sit idly by and watch Iran be crushed, so most likely it gets involved. Turkey, now a NATO member, but it is right in the middle of all this. 
So the U.S. could end up fighting another NATO member, which could trigger a NATO-wide response. If this all sounds like madness, folks, orchestrated by madmen, that's because it is. In response to Hezbollah's threat of a second front, Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant pledged to, quote, return Lebanon to the Stone Age, end quote. Israel has also, according to rumors, threatened to destroy Damascus. Obviously, that would bring Syria into the war as well as others. The U.S. has warned Hezbollah and Iran that it will defend Israel if Hezbollah launches a major attack. Brinkmanship, living on the world's sword edge, is a risky and dangerous way of life if the U.S. bombs Lebanon or Syria, then U.S. forces in those areas will be fair game, as will U.S. naval forces in the Med and the U.S. Air Force Base at Incirlik, Turkey. Could China use this distraction, the distraction with Gaza and Iran, to invade Taiwan? Well, they could, but only if the Chinese people are really smart. The Israelis continue to release photos of the horrible atrocities they say Hamas committed. Burn baby photos are always the worst. <clears throat> and the Israelis have plenty of those to inflame their own people as well as Americans. This big war has been building for a final climax since Washington chose the Shah over the mullahs many, many years ago. Can there be any stopping at this time? I doubt it because all the evidence points in the other direction. What does this all mean for the world and the American people? It means incredible levels of death and destruction. It probably means lots of terrorism here at home. What could a group of terrorists allowed in, no, no, invited in by Joe Biden do at a shopping mall with automatic weapons? Is there any way out of this, any way to avoid what is coming? Yes, yes, of course there's a way out. Just leave. We just marched in. We can just march out. Turkey's Erdogan has offered to serve as a mediator between Israel and Gaza, and I suggest we advise the Israelis to accept that offer. Why should they listen to a man like Joe Biden? Well, that's a good question. That's a good question, but I would tell them that America having their backs is not without limit. Finally, folks, is there any good news in any of this madness? Why, yes, of course, there's always good news if one just looks for it. President Biden spoke recently at a campaign event in Washington. He gave us the good news, quote, so I think we have an opportunity to do things if we're bold enough and have enough confidence in ourselves to unite the world in ways it has never been. We were in a post-war period for 50 years where it worked pretty damn well. But that's sort of run out of steam, sort of run out of steam. We need a new, new world order in a sense, end quote. So, another new world order designed and run by psychopathic lunatics. I can hardly wait, folks. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.